Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. This is the first and only time that I'm going to be able to use this pun as a teaser for the show. So I'm going to do it because, well, this is my show and I can do whatever I want. But this podcast today is a real whopper. There, I did it. I'm done. I'm not going to do that anymore, but that's today. I was really excited to be able to bring to you a conversation with the chief marketing officer of Burger King, Fernando Machado. First off, if you're new to this community, welcome. This is a show all about how some of the most interesting and innovative brands out there are becoming more authentic through mobilizing their masses, specifically how they leverage the experiences of their consumers and amplify them back into their own communities. And on today's show, we talk about a number of the ways in which Burger King is holistically becoming more authentic. And we start with the ingredients in the food itself. Very recently, there was a campaign that showed a moldy Whopper, which I'm sure you may have seen. We touch on that. But then we also talk about some of the things they're doing in the restaurant, as well as what they're doing in the realm of social listening to help them learn what consumers love and to help them learn how to better take those experiences and use them in their own strategies. So I was thankful for the conversation, and I can't wait to have you listen to it as well. Without further ado, then, I'll back off and let you hear the conversation yourself with Burger King's Fernando Machado. All right, everybody, I am here with Fernando Machado. He's the chief marketing officer of Burger King. And I can't wait to learn a little bit more from him. First, Fernando, how you doing? Thanks so much for coming on the show today. I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be talking to you. First thing I got to ask right off the bat, because it is uh, just popped up in the last day or two, uh, although I'm sure you guys have had it in the mix for a little while now. Can you tell me a little bit about this moldy Whopper? What, what, what is all this? Yes, uh, this is a campaign that we are like extremely proud of. Uh, in fact, uh, we are proud of not just about the campaign, but uh, about the work uh, that we've been doing on the uh, on the behind the scenes to to make this one happen. You know, like during the past like three, four, maybe even like five years, we've we've been doing like a lot of work in terms of removing uh, colors, flavors, preservatives from artificial sources, removing MSG, removing high fructose corn syrup uh, from uh, from our products, uh, and it's not easy to do those things. Um, because they affect cost, they change the taste profile, so it takes time for you to do it right. Uh, and we are now like uh, reaching a point where uh, where we reach some like critical milestones that we can start talking about those things uh, with our fans and with our guests. And in uh, in the best like Burger King style, like uh, when we do so, we do it like in a bold way, in a creative way, really pushing the boundaries of like of the brand and sometimes even of advertising. Uh, which I think is the is the case here. So Modi Whopper has been the talk of the town uh, since yesterday, uh, w- which is when, when when we break the campaign. Uh, it's happening. I mean, we are pushing the campaign in the U.S., uh, in Brazil, Mexico, Sweden, Denmark, France. Uh, so it's like a global campaign uh, to celebrate that uh, our products are, are are real, like that that we're removing artificial stuff from them. I can't help but uh, recollect a uh, another um, chain out there in which somebody had I think attempted to like 
in a vacuum seal put a product of another one uh, of another restaurant out there and it lasted for like 10 15 20 years so that's what that's what I drew to initially but I think it's a good place to start here because you are getting back and in the case of ingredients and food getting uh, perhaps back to uh, to what is real and natural only um, again taking out some of that artifice which which is great um, to I mean when it comes to when it uh, when it comes to food like people prefer to have something that's authentic and real you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, uh, uh, and at Burger King, we know that the things that are authentic and real work the best for us in terms of communication, in terms of the way uh, we engage with our fans. So it's basically like having the food matching the tone of the voice uh, of the brand. Well, let's start right there then. I'm going to get to a, to a specific question or two about, of course, that, that A word uh, eventually. But let's start with um, the fact that you've been now at Burger King for nearly six years, which is, uh, at least for somebody in uh, a single marketing group, actually kind of like m- longer than average for a tenure of a CMO these days. And I know it wasn't CMO the entire the entirety of the six years, but still a, a pretty long tenure. I'm curious, what has kept you around there? What what about the king has, has, kept you, has kept you getting up out of bed in the morning? Look, I mean, I think that we have like uh, uh, several things in our culture uh, here that uh, that I, I I really enjoy and appreciate, you know, like uh, we are very open, transparent, like uh, uh, company. Uh, we move incredibly fast, uh, which is one of the key ingredients for many of the campaigns we do, because we do lots of things that are about like inserting the brand in pop culture, uh, and pop culture never stops. So you need to move fast. Uh, I think that we we are all like uh, empowered to do our jobs. Uh, and that's very exciting. I know many other companies that wouldn't do something like multi-whopper because that idea will be killed by the committee uh, that decides things. Well, here, like uh, uh, we are empowered and we are we are held ours we hold ourselves accountable and held accountable for the good and for the bad. Um, so it has been a fun ride. I think the scope of the job also increased. You know, like uh, when I started here, it was just Burger King. Uh, now we have two other brands on top of Burger King. We also own Popeyes. Uh, we also own like a Tim Hortons, which is very strong in Canada. Uh, and I have the opportunity to work a little bit uh, with those brands too. Uh, but like uh, the, the work that I'm most famous for and that I've been working for longer uh, is definitely Burger King. Well, it's great to know that there's plenty of expansion going on and obviously lots of exciting things going on with this individual brand. Let's talk for a second, going back to what you said a little moment ago about uh, being authentic in all things and the, the journey that consumers are taking, perhaps the experiences that they're having, uh, because millions of folks walk through the door every day into a Burger King to enjoy the products that are offered on the menu. But uh, at the same time, I'm sure there is a genuine need for for loyalty from these folks, and you only see them every so often. You only see them when they come into the store, and then they leave, and you might not see them again, maybe sometimes for a day, maybe sometimes for a week. I'm wondering what you're doing to build more direct relationships so that you're able to uh, create, uh, well, uh, just a better relationship with these folks who love your product so much. Yeah, so I think that there are like different ways to to go about that. Uh, I, I think that we are very fortunate that we, we have a business that uh, they're, 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 we sell di- directly to our consumer. You know, like I worked in consumer goods before uh, and we used to sell to Walmart or CVS or Walgreens. So we wouldn't control like the, the beginning to end uh, and that like final, the last meter 
uh, to the guest in our case or to the consumer in the case of consumer goods. So here we have that. Uh, we have franchisees, uh, partners uh, that like have been working with the brand for many years. You know, like uh, there are people uh, in our system that sometimes like uh, it's like, like a family business. Their dad used to work for Burger King, their grandparents used to work for Burger King and now they own uh, a, 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 like a good number of Burger King. So those guys are like on the day to day uh, in front of, of the gas uh, and we are talking to them all the time. Uh, we also spend time in the restaurant. You know, I work in the restaurant between three to five days per year minimum. Uh, my, my boss, the CEO also does that. Uh, our entire company does that. And it's actually really, uh, it's actually really fun because, uh, uh, because it gives you like a, a perspective of, uh, of the real world out there, right? I mean, the office here is not the real world. Uh, the, the real world is like what's happening uh, in the restaurant um, every day. Uh, and, 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 and these days, like we have other tools too. Uh, to check the posts uh, of our fans uh, and to connect with them. I think that social listening uh, is something that we we do all the time. So we, we have agencies that help us with that. But besides that, I think that our own team and even myself, like uh, we are connected uh, all the time, like more than we should. Ask my wife. She'll be upset. She'll tell you how upset she gets when I'm <laughs> on my phone all the time. Um, I shouldn't say that publicly, but like uh, she knows anyway. So uh like th that's also a way for you to see what people are talking about uh, understand what's making people tick try different things uh and and we have market research but that's kind of like something that everyone does i think that where we really excel is on social listening uh, and trying to uh uncover motivations and topics that will be relevant to uh to to our fans and uh on striving to have a direct connection in, in, a, in, a, in a sense of the real world, uh, which is like what happens day to day in our restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. That social listening critical for, for anyone. Glad to know that that is a, is a strength of yours. As a part of that social listening, what I'm guessing is that you're able to see probably thousands or more uh, posts, pieces of content every day about folks who are passionate about what you bring to the world and are passionate about the menu. And I'm curious how you're able to not only listen to those to inform your choices about what might go on in the store, but how you might directly be able to take those experiences and leverage them into your own marketing strategy to say, hey, this isn't just what Burger King says is great. This is what, you know, Johnny at the, the store, you know, who goes in every day likes. And this is his story. Are you doing any of that or, or how does that get weaved into the mix? I think we do that all the time. Like uh, uh, the cases that come to mind uh, when you when you say those things is like for just as an example, like a couple of years ago, um, one of the the things that we are mostly most associated with on Twitter, uh, like the, the, ter the term and what people used to say about Burger King on Twitter was uh, that they wanted us to bring chicken fries back. You know, this is like three, four years ago. Uh, and, and because of that, we decided to bring the product back. And then the product was not on the menu. It had been like delisted many years ago. Uh, and that was, I don't remember what year was that, but like it was like one of the biggest hits uh, we had in terms of sales and in terms of driving traffic to the restaurant uh, of that year. Uh, and it came from uh, social listening. Um, I think that there are many campaigns that we did that came from social listening. Like an example of that was uh, 
the Whopper Neutrality campaign, that campaign that explained net neutrality, which we did like, I think it was like two years ago. I mean, it came from the fact that we realized that everyone in the US was talking about net neutrality, FCC, uh, and, uh, and, and we were like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Like, and then we dig in and, and, and well, I mean, there is a risk that the internet will become less democratic. The Whopper, we, we would like to position the product as being the most democratic product. Uh, you can have it your way, you can change it, and everyone can have it. So let's use the Whopper as a proxy to explain net neutrality. And that was like one of the most successful campaigns uh, that we've done uh, in the past few years. Uh, and I could go on and on. Like a, a recent example from uh, from the Popeyes brand, uh, which is a brand that we also manage, like uh, Beyonce uh, launched a partnership with Ivy Park uh it was a close line and they, they sold out in 24 48 hours uh and some people were calling attention to the fact that the collection looked pretty much like our popeye's uniform right uh so we we we, cre we quickly did a photo shoot uh paying homage to uh to the beyonce ivy park collection and we sold our uniform the real uniform uh as a as a fashion item and like uh they did sold more than you would that than you would guess like, but all those things are kind of like uh, either whether it's like a product innovation or uh, a change in ingredient or uh, or managing a complaint or coming up with an idea for a campaign. Uh, we, we do leverage social media a lot uh, in terms of uh, keeping the brand like uh, uh, engaged and, uh, uh, and and listening to what's on the zeitgeist. Uh, so that we, we bring things that will become part, part of pop culture because they already is starting to be part of pop culture. Uh, and that's why I think social listening plays such an important role for, uh, for our work here. I would bet. And yeah, I remember that as well with the Beyonce line of clothing coming out and the, the comparisons that were drawn. That was quite creative too. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this, and, I, and I'll ask you this one uh, in closing because it's uh, something that Everybody who listens to this show pretty much is interested in, and largely people who listen are marketers, people who are either in large brands trying to make their way or folks who are even starting their own thing, sole proprietors and upward. Regardless, people are trying to make that creative connection with consumers. They are trying to build direct relationships and build more authentic brands. And I know that that's something that you have been prioritizing, whether it be through uh, the ingredients themselves, as we said, or the social listening, as we said there towards the end. But Let's say that uh, somebody is just trying to figure out where to start down that path. What advice might you tell that person who's simply just trying to build a more authentic brand no matter what? I think I, I think that I can give two advice to you. Like uh, you ask for one, I'll give you a bonus one too. Great. I, I, think that, I think that the first one is to define what your brand is about and what are the values and personality of your brand. You know, like uh, if you don't have clarity on that, uh, it, it, it will be hard to express yourself in an authentic way because you are going to be jumping from one place to another and it will end up like feeling inauthentic. You know what I mean? So like when we do things with Burger King, people already expect us to do something bold, something that challenges uh, the industry, something that's a bit out there, uh, many times something that's funny, self-deprecating. So, uh, so uh, we, we pave our way to do things like Modi Whopper uh, or Burning Stores uh, or Whopper the Tour uh, because that's what people expect. So it feels authentic and real, you know? Um, and I think that the second thing is 
uh, be completely obsessed about understanding uh, your fan, your guest, uh, or your consumer. Uh, because uh, I think that the two things go hand on hand. Like uh, we know that our fans like our approach, you know, and uh, and we chose that approach because we know that is going to connect with a certain group of people. So you need to understand your target audience really well, and we need to create and be consistent with your approach so that you define your own tone of voice, and uh, and that will be your the authentic self uh, for your brand. Well, both really good pieces of advice. Thank you for the for the requested and the bonus. Really appreciate that. And uh, l- looking forward to, to everything Burger King has coming up in the next year and beyond. And and for now, for the insight that you've been able to provide over the past few minutes, I, I can't thank you enough, Fernando, for, for being on the show today. Thanks so much. No, my, my pleasure. And uh, thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Fernando Machado from Burger King for joining the show today. I don't think many people realize that, that it's Burger King plus Popeyes plus Tim Hortons. It's quite a bit you got going on there. If you like this show and whether you visit Burger King once a day or once a year, here's something you can do to make me happy. Basically, just go to LinkedIn. All right, we got a page there, Authentic Influence Podcast. It's where the show goes. It's where clips go. It's where other information will go. Uh, We are going to be doing a live event at some point, and information will go there about that. But it's just generally the content hub for the show, other than our website, of course, podcast.vavoom.co. So go give that a follow. And if you feel so inclined, of course, ratings and reviews are nice. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen, that's good too. And if you don't want to do any of that, fine. I'm on LinkedIn. Write me, Adam Connor. Connect. Send me a message. Let me know if you love it. Let me know what you want to see improve, and I'll do my best to make it happen. I'll be back again in just a few days with another brand. Might not be a whopper of a show, but it'll be a great one, talking about how they mobilize their masses to become more authentic each and every day. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.